Hey guys, it's JG. I just want to take a minute to thank you for downloading this podcast. And remember to come back every week for a new episode of Obscurities of the Silver Screen on Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Hey guys, JG Murphy here with a special episode of Obscurities of the Silver Screen. Stick around. Hey guys, JG again, back here on Obscurities of the Silver Screen. It is a special episode on this Monday Memorial Day, and uh, today uh, Remy's not here, but we have a special guest with us uh, for uh, to do an interview. Uh, His name is Jim Johnson, who also happens happens to be my godfather. Uh, Hello, Jim. Hi. How you doing? (laughs) Good. How about you? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and uh, we uh, this is uh, kind of an extension of uh, we watched uh, Raising Cain this uh, this past week, obviously, and uh, Jim. You were in Raising Cain. I was. Yes, yes. the immortal one line of your career. Right. Uh, uh, you know, um, my, uh, my, should I say it now? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Okay. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, uh, hold that for a second, because uh, we got to build up the story first. So no. th- first okay. of all, thank you for being here. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. It just so happened that you were down here in LA well, thank this week. You. So it's like, oh, might as well do this. Right. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so uh, let's get started off with it. Uh, so how... Did you get in, get involved in the movie? Well, I was an extra, mm-hmm. and I remember the casting lady saying that there might be a part later on. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, you know, they she's just trying that, to get you know, yeah. extras in. And then they actually did call me for huh. a part. And I went in and auditioned, and uh, I was supposed to be a night manager fighting with these uh, gardeners, getting them to move their truck. And I sat out my car and I thought, well, it'd probably be neater, you know, like I was thinking, well, he could be pompous, he could be all these things. And I thought, well, what if he was trying to make them like brother to brother, Mm -hmm. you know, like he was a fellow employee and everything. And so then I went in and improved with Brian De Palma and, Mm -hmm. uh, and he pretended to be the gardener and I was using all these strategies on him to get him to move the truck. That, that's so fascinating. That yeah. like, I guess you just wouldn't think of like a, uh, uh, you know, a director of his status to be having to like, or to take time to work with, uh, you know, all the actors yeah. and not just the, not just the stars of the movie, but also just, you know, right. someone's doing like just a, you know, small part. A little in the movie. tiny part. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh-huh. that's, that's kind of really cool. Um, yeah. Until, <laughs> you know, until you get to know the guy <laughs> and it's like, oh crap, I wish, you know. <laughs> oh no, he was okay. He, he was funny because uh, at the end of the audition, you know, we improv for a little while, a mm-hmm. little while. And then uh, he kind of went, uh, uh, uh. You know, and then, <laughs> then, uh, then uh, he had me go out, and then then the assistant director, who was a real nice guy, mm-hmm. and he comes out and he goes, "Oh man, he thought you were terrific." You know? <laughs> and I was thinking, "Oh, wow. really? Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> I'd hate to see him if he didn't like you." Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he always stru- he struck. Oh, me wait as a minute! Guy there who... was one story yeah. I wanted to tell you was that the only thing I said, uh, I I don't want to bug you with a fan question, but. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to William Finley, who was in Phantom of the yes. Paradise, you know, and so then he told me, 
Oh, he does producing now and all that. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So he he did not you know fall off right. the face of the earth. Right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, it's it's just uh, funny because uh, you know De Palma has always kind of struck me as a guy too. He's just a little standoffish. He does you know who doesn't let people into his world too much. Right. Um, yeah. And so so I guess uh, did you get to work with? Uh, uh, by the way, as as you already said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jim played the uh, night manager, the night store, the night clerk, uh, right. who uh, saves the uh, the or who finds the baby out in the rain. And you know, right. <laughs> uh, uh, which is funny because I remember watching this. I think. I never watched the full movie when I was a kid. I just saw like the scenes you were in. Right. Um, right. But uh, you know, uh, even now seeing you, it's just with all that hair <laughs> back <I know>. then, <laughs> and it was dark. Uh, it, it was, you know, what uh, almost almost thirty years ago. It was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Almost thirty. Ninety two. Yeah, so, ninety two yeah. it came out. So yeah, so almost thirty years. Wow. Uh, that's uh, so. Uh, did you get to work with uh, John Lithgow at all, or did you meet him at all? Or? I I wasn't in. Uh, the scene was filmed on three levels. Mm-hmm. There were the hotel had two catwalks and a uh, and a uh, garage level, mm-hmm. and the camera kept going back and forth, up and down between the three levels. So he was on level three, killing somebody, right? And, and making you were them down. drop yeah. the baby, and I was on the second level, and the other person. But uh, at one point. He he pulls in in a taxi, and uh, and I'm supposed to start mm-hmm. yelling at the guys who uh, you know have the truck blocking the taxi. And uh, so Brian De Palma, I I thought acting for movies would be real restrained, so I right. I guess I wasn't doing much. And then Brian De Palma came walking over to me like this big bear in a parka, and and he goes, Jim. Don't just stand there like a wooden Indian. Do something, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I thought, oh no, I'm blowing it. So then, <laughs> then I started really going. What are you doing with that truck? And you know, waving my arms around and gyrating, and uh, and I uh, then he said cut, or I heard somebody say cut, and then I could hear people laughing, and then uh, John Lithgow's in the back of the taxi, and I look over and he's got his head in his hands he's just absolutely falling apart <laughs> just busting up so uh, well you got john lithgow to laugh that's right that's pretty that cool. was my big accomplishment that, that, that's that yeah. i i could die happy if that happened to me yeah yeah mm-hmm. and uh, then uh and then when we were walking away after the uh after the uh they did the scene a few times and uh one of the tech or one of the crew said uh, hey you're really funny and and john lithgow was walking ahead of us he turned around and said yeah isn't he good and, <laughs> yeah so, that so was, that, that's, that's, that's the extent of like any conversation you have with john lithgow uh, just, pretty much just at him one just point casually he, saying yeah isn't he good <laughs> yeah he asked me something about oh i i had seen him the night before i said i liked uh I liked um, Blowout, the guy he played in Blowout, mm-hmm. and he said, oh, this this is the same guy, you know. <laughs> so, and then later on he asked me, I guess because my voice sounds peculiar, he asked me if I was from Baltimore, and, you know. Hmm. That was about it, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, who were the other, because uh, I was uh, the other big stars in that. Um, gosh, well, there was Greg Henry, right. who's gone on to be... Uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, interesting. Volume Two, he plays the kid. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Pratt, 
Yeah, he plays his grandfather, which is kind of oh, a small part. Yes, 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 I do and, remember that. Uh, he's also got a bigger part in uh, Slither, which was an mm-hmm. early James Gunn movie. And, there and was... he, he's a good character actor. He just appears and yeah. lots of stuff. And then there was a Lolita. Uh, uh, Lolita Davidovich. Davidovich, yeah. yeah. And I never talked to her. She yeah. was... She was there, but I never talked to her. And because yeah. uh, uh, the scene where you're in the in the store uh, and you come out of the or where you come out of that or not in the store, you're you're the at motel the, the motel office. Yeah, yeah, the motel mm-hmm. office. And because uh, that I know the hotel. Uh, you know, we, right? It's uh-huh. it's that that hotel is right by Stanford University. Um, right. And uh, uh, for those of you ladies and gentlemen who don't know, I'm you know we're both from the Bay Area. We both uh, from San Carlos. Uh, and uh, and Raising Cane was shot in the uh, in the Bay Area in Palo Alto mainly. Um, and uh, so they had because uh, uh, from what uh, you're you're on the uh, the the catwalk there, right? But that mm-hmm. that store isn't there actually in the uh, on, in the hotel, is it? Oh, the uh, the tower. You yeah, mean the, yeah. There's like a. A motel office on the first floor, and then there's an elevator mm-hmm. up to each catwalk. So right, that that is there. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. But for some reason, I, I keep I keep thinking that the that the that the office would they put the office on the second floor somehow with like CGI'd it on the second floor, but I guess uh, they didn't. No. 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 Oh, the office was on the second. Floor. Oh, okay. It isn't the, anymore the though. The garage. Is it? Yeah, the garage level is actually below the street level. Yes. So the garage level, you kind of go down. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the office is on the second floor. Right. So you walk in off the street into the office. Got it. Okay. Okay. That yeah. makes more mm-hmm. sense then. So yeah. So just uh, being around Brian De Palma on set, and he was. Uh, I because I I know other people who've been his movies too who are just he's not always he's not the not the nicest guy to be around. Well, there's right? another time where I was doing something where I was supposed to be opening the store and yeah. uh, doing something and and he started walking towards me and uh, and I started gritting my teeth and kind of making this sort of scared look <laughs> and, and he said you're okay Jim. And they walked the other way. <laughs> <laughs> like he knew that you were just waiting for the impending doom right, of uh, right. oh, the right hand yeah. of Brian De Palma mm-hmm. to come crashing down. Right. The only thing I remember was that I went down to L.A. to uh, record a uh, yes a wine. Yeah. Yes. So uh, uh, let's let's get into the the uh, that story then. So the that's kind of the, the, the famous yeah. line because uh, so they, you didn't say that on set, right? They didn't. That wasn't in the script originally. I don't think I did. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what it was was there was a sundial with a big arrow coming yes. out of it, a big yes. metal arrow, and at one point the hero is supposed to almost impale himself on the sundial and at mm-hmm. the last minute a bullet knocks this point off the sundial and uh, and uh saves him and so what happened was nobody could figure out what the thing in the back of the truck was right so they they had me say you're going to kill somebody with that sundial so the people would know that it was a sundial in the right. back of the truck. So then, uh, so I went down to LA and I, you know. They thought uh, it was important enough to add that right, in to fly you right. down to LA. Uh-huh. I think I overdubbed a couple other lines yeah. too. But um, but anyway, then uh, Brian DePaul said, 
okay, goodbye, Jim. And then, uh, and then I started hanging around schmoozing with everybody and, you know, asking him where good places to go in LA were yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then finally, kind he of what up, you're doing this week, yeah. you know? <laughs> and he goes, goodbye, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and so I knew. It's like, I, just get out. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, there's, that's my exit. You know? <laughs> yeah. this, this sad clown is going to stay here forever. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I always just find that funny because that is just one of the weirdest I mean, like, yeah, yeah, sure, okay, make the audience know it's a sun, but why is it a sundial? Yeah, like, yeah. why did so? So, I guess that's always confused. Like, why is it a sundial? Why and did it have also, to be a sundial? Yeah, it's also referenced in some reviews. Yeah, uh, the people talk about that line, the sundial. Yeah. There's also another. So you're immortals. Yeah, <laughs> there's another strange scene in the movie where her, it's like a dream sequence, and her car yes. goes out of control. What? I think it's the Palace of Fine Arts, and there's some statue of a knight with a lance, and yes. the lance comes through the car and pierces her, and so that seems to be a thing in the movie. The I guess point things piercing, piercing and yeah. points so, and all that. Well, something else that pierces and points, a sundial. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, it, it, it's just, I can just imagine, you know, De Palma and, like, you know, maybe the, ed- the editors and, you know, just sitting in the room, like, watching the cut and just like... <laughs> something's missing you know what it is they don't know i can't tell it's a fucking sundial but they Could need be. to know it's a sundial Maybe. you yeah. know so, all right call jim get him down here let's <laughs> let's record this line <laughs> get him a plane ticket get him down here yeah. uh did they have a car pick you up no oh no i think they might have rented me one Okay, well, I, think, I, I guess it was I'm a different time at the '90s. Yeah. It was a different time, like because nowadays, right. like they they like they send a car to pick you up to take you to the airport, and I then know. you know, then I they know. have a car pick you up at the airport to yeah. take you to yeah. a hotel, you know, yeah. and uh, I, even for just you know a uh, guest star, you know, or whatnot. Right. But uh, so yeah, well, that's a uh, that's that's it's uh, your your claim to fame. That's what got you uh, that's um, right. uh, your uh, your credit. I know. In the movie. Yeah. And um, an IMBD, I mixed up with a bunch of other Jim <laughs> yeah. Johnson, so I only have one credit. I tell people that if you did a graph of my career as an actor, it would be kind of like community theater, community theater, community theater, movie, community theater. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there's this one spike. <laughs> just the one little blip. Yeah, the one blip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, hey, you know, uh, that's uh, it's a movie that I think has uh, – has aged better than uh than it has i mean yeah. it's still it's still kind of yeah it's still like okay parts of this are a little hokey but right. you know but it's like okay i think this is better now than it was when it was received at i first. think so yeah because uh, it, it, it kind of got uh you know mixed uh wasn't reviews well, yeah. yeah it wasn't that well received but it wasn't like hated yeah um, it just wasn't like it was I but think, I remember well, when I saw it, I thought, well, it almost struck me like a TV movie when I saw right. it. And then... Uh, it does then have that I, kind of feeling to I it. I thought, well, maybe it's not as hokey as I think it is. And then uh, the um, San Jose Mercury uh, reviewed it the, you know, when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it, it had a, a hollow star like... Uh, it wasn't even one star. Jeez. It was like an empty star. Oh, my gosh. And I just thought, oh, no. But, oh, no. But fortunately, the only thing that was out at the time was The Unforgiven. So it actually mm-hmm. came in number two. And Because what he did was smart was he made it for such a low budget 
the previous movie he, had, he actually made, made a profit off of it. Bonfire of the Vanities, yes, which, which was a big loser. Yeah. And so this way he made it as inexpensively as possible. So they probably made so a profit off of it. Got then, a huh? profit yeah. anyway. Yeah. That's between. all you that's all you hope for. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the other thing uh which shows that it must have staying power is that I still get a residual check yeah. for it once in a while. So somewhere it's and, being shown uh, on TV. Yeah, it's being shown on TV. And I remember there is a Richard Gere, Kim Bassinger movie, like a psycho thriller mm-hmm. that was made at the same time. And the guy I knew who was in that, he uh, his residual checks were already getting small, you know, like a wow. few years later. And this one really had pretty, pretty good residual yeah. checks for a long time. I mean, lately now it's just one a year, and right, and it's, it's like, like sixty cents, you know, or something seven like seven dollars yeah, or something. You know, but, uh, right. but I had a know. I had a teacher who uh, uh, at the college I went to uh, that had he once got a residual tre- check for like eleven cents, and yeah. he was like, "Well, I'm not going to cash this in," you know. But then the studio called him saying, "Why haven't you cashed in your check yet?" <laughs> Like it's eleven cents. What am I gonna do with that? You know, <laughs> he's like, I don't need that. Take it back. I don't need it. It's like, yeah, well, legally you have to take it. Like, oh, you know, okay. so they were just like, they were just like, we need to get that off our books, okay? So can you please cash it in? So that funny. It's like, yeah. well, for me, it's so fun because it's still got the Universal right. Thing on so it's it like it's still official looking. And sometimes like, people say, oh, Universal, you know, and I'll say, yeah, only movie I ever made. <laughs> you know, and, uh, this is a check yeah. for seven dollars. Right, right. Uh, that's great. Um, so you did go to? Uh, you, I'm assuming you went to the premiere then, or yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And where mm-hmm. do they have the premiere? At the premiere, actually. At the, well, I don't know if it was the official premiere, but like De Palma, but it was and like the cast, the cast, kind of was the there. cast showing, and it was at. Uh, the Palo Alto Square Theater. Oh, and, interesting. I, guess, I guess it makes sense for De Palma kind of to do that. one of the bigger theaters around at yeah, the time. Yeah, because nowadays it's a small, like, right. like two screens or something right. like that, right? Yeah, and at the time it was one big yeah. thing, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so, so yeah, I'm assu- and I'm assuming, I guess it, it just makes sense to have it there, because A, it was shot there, B, like, De Palma was living there at the time. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So why not just have it in his own backyard? Uh, it's not like, he's not the type of director to have, like, an opening at, you know, El Capitan, you know, or, or you know, Carthay right. Circle or something right. like that, you know. Uh, so, okay, well, that was cool. Just one thing was that the uh, the motel, when I went there, I really like neon and kind of old, kind of junky-looking right. motels. Yeah. And I went by and I thought, God, well, how have I not seen this place before? It's just, you know, it had this really cheesy old neon sign and yeah. all the walkways had neon strips all along them. And then I realized that that was just for the movie. Right. You know, that it's a, it's kind of blah looking yeah, in real life. It's not a yeah. best Western. No. Um, no. But it's got like a best in or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's kind of called yeah, that it's, now. It's, yeah. Kind of. Um, so yeah, for ladies and gentlemen, if you are if you are uh, you know set, uh, you like to go see where movies were made, and uh, well, go to El Camino Real in, in Palo Alto. You will see the uh, motel that they shot right. Raising Cain on. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 right. It's only like a couple blocks from the. Uh, um, the creek that separates Palo Alto from Menlo Park. Yeah, I think so it's on the Menlo it's on the Menlo Park, Park side. Yeah. yeah, so it's only a couple blocks from the uh, uh, Stanford Shopping Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so if, if you guys are if any fans are in the area, check it out and say, uh, hey, this is where Jim Johnson shot his uh, famous <laughs> scenes from Raising Cain. Uh, and oh, there's one more thing I yes, forgot please. to say was that uh, at one point this was the only thing with John Lithgow, but it was very small. But mm-hmm. he is supposed to, 
I take a uh, a baby, a little kid, yes, who we've yes, discovered, the child. and I, I, when shots start being fired, I I take him and run in slow mo. So I got to yeah. run in slow mo, and I get up against the building, like you know, we're kind of hiding there with the kid, and then uh, then John Lithgow goes by me in in sort of in drag mm-hmm. because he's this multiple personality. Yeah, he's split personality. And he kind of goes around the corner. And uh, and Brian De Palma actually asked me to do a double take, and I thought I didn't think that would ever happen in a movie. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was really supposed to do a real big, like, look at him and then look around the corner, you know, like a real big, huge <laughs> Cartoon, double yeah. take. Yeah, it yeah. works. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, you, you know, it's so funny because I, I was reading about Raising Cain, and originally the movie was supposed to be more centered on uh, the woman. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Not on John Lithgow's character, but that, right. like, I guess in the editing process, they were just like, that that story's just not working. So they made it more about John Lithgow's character, which was right. supposed to be more like a secondary story. Right. Uh, which is really interesting because, like, I can't think of the movie being about uh, her. You know, I can't yeah. think of it about being, you know, John Lithgow. All right. Well, thank you uh, for coming oh. uh, here and, and and doing this interview, Jim. Well, thank uh, you. Very insightful, and I hope the fans really enjoyed it. And uh, it was it was a blast. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is we'll fun. do it. Yes, uh, that'll do it for this uh, special episode of Obscurities. Not you know our usual hour long, but just a little something extra. You know, for all you guys waiting for a. Uh, you know, we were off for a couple of weeks, so another uh, no, little tidbit for you guys. Uh, so uh, we'll see you guys back Friday with the next episode of Obscurities of the Silver Screen. Hey, stay obscure. Hey guys, JG again. One quick word before we go. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at OOTSS Podcast. Again, that is at OOTSS Podcast. Make sure to send us your movie suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. If there's any weird movie that you love or maybe you've heard of and you want us to watch it, let us know. We may just watch it. Thanks again for listening, and tune in next week for another episode of Obscurities of the Silver Screen.